Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. Yo, man, welcome to the Black and Brown Podcast. I'm your man, A. Colbert, the plug, and you are in the layup line, daddy. <laughs> it's getting warm in here, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. As always, I'm with my guy, Dove H. Stevens, Yes, sir. Yeah, man, what's going down, cousin? Good to see you, brother. Oh, it's, it's hot here. It's getting hot and I got Delvin Joyce, the people's choice. What's the deal, fam? Yo, I'm doing a 360 layup in the layup line. Just, just get your dunk on. Yeah, I'm going to show Get off. your dunk on. Okay, all right. A 360 layup, not a dunk? 360 layup in oh, the layup okay. line, bro. Okay. showing off. Right. You dunking in the layup line? Of course I was. Yeah. Of course I was. From the bottom. But if the refs are out, you get a tech, right? Of course Before the did. game. Yeah. But you just, just lay it over the rim then. Just lay it <laughs> yeah, over the rim. Throw it down. Yeah. Right. I've done it a couple of times. But just to get the crowd into it. There you go. And, and, and joining us again uh, on the show uh, this week, uh, a returning guest from season two. Man, I think it was season two, but it season was season like, two. It was a while ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been we a was minute. in lockdown. Uh, yes, yeah. man. We was in about, you know, We still like had that. training wheels on. We, exactly, we were still yeah. doing remote thing. But anyway, I got Jack Begadu, aka Hood Somalier, whiskey enthusiast, social media influencer, and host of the Truth Is Barrel Proof podcast. Welcome to the show, dog. What up, what up, what up, what up, party people? Hey. <laughs> the DJ is yeah, in the chat. Yeah, man. I think, I think we got the sound figured out this evening, dude. Yes, we did. Sounds, sounds clear. Cool. Like Look how big that mic is, bro. <laughs> so, He's a professional, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what they say? You got big hands. You got to have a big mic. <laughs> That's right. So, so Hood, in, in preparation for this show, man, I went back and listened to the episode from 2021. And dude, when I tell you I was laughing, like crying laughing the entire time yeah. I was. Like you were, I, I honestly, I, I, I had two observations. Number one, we actually have a pretty good podcast. <laughs> is right? it dope though? That was number one. And then number two, yo, Hood Somalia is that dude, man. He knows his stuff. He knows yes, so yes, excited yes. to have you back, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. I, uh, it's a pleasure. It's it's interesting what three years almost does. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You guys, you guys have have been killing it. Uh, you are my favorite. Uh, when you post an episode, I always listen. Oh, that's dope, man. See, I I could clearly see the evolution happening. You guys are you guys are becoming big boys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the training wheels are coming. That's, that's out. coming from an OG. I like yes, it. Sir, I like yes, it. Sir. Hey, we add your money, we burn ours. <laughs> <laughs> we try and catch up with you, man. Relax, relax. That's funny. Well, yeah, we're going to get right into it. I mean, you know the format, so we're going to ask our questions, and then we're just going to chop it up a little bit. Cool? Cool. Okay, so uh, we know when you came on before, what got you into the game was Johnny Walker, right? Is that mm-hmm. is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And, and then you moved into uh, bourbon. So what was the, the gateway bourbon bottle for you? Woodford Double Oak. Oh, not the Rosie P. The Rosie P. The Rosie P. What was it about the Woodford Double Oak for you? Them doubles. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was the, the depth of flavor. Yeah. I will be honest, Woodford pulls out a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think they can put out anything compared to the Woodford Double Oak. I think that's their masterpiece. I agree. As far agree. as their regular bottle and. and if somebody's curious about bourbon, I know everybody on Beyonce's internet will tell you about <laughs> you know, affordable bottles and you know all the bottle yeah. under $25 and whatnot. But if you respect somebody's enough and you know that they are serious about getting into bourbon, Woodford Double Oak, regardless of the price, is what a good whiskey should be to introduce them to. Yep, yep. Highly slept on toasted, yeah. toasted yeah, bottle too. Hundred you know percent facts, yeah. bro. Yeah. And, and I remember a, a guy told me to drink some double oak early in my um, matriculation. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and, I'm, and I threw rocks at it. I said, like, "Man, this is trash." Really? Yeah. Before you had it? No, no. As I got it, after yeah, okay. but uh, but now I'm like, man, I was I have no idea what I was on because that double that double oak man that is, double is something something. Is there? So have you had the double double? Mm, I have a bottle. Okay. 375. And I did not actually ever open it. Oh, wow. Mm. You have it now and you never opened it? I never opened it. It's one of those things, you know, I will tell you, in my journey, Uh one thing I've realized is there's a few things that Chris Morris 
um, have done that for me are masterpiece and I know I will never find again and I just keep them. One of them is when he started creating the Woodford collection, the master collection of Woodford. Right. Like that was my first collection, like as a somebody who liked to collect stuff, that was my first obsession. Right. Like I have everything all the way back to the rye that he had in 375, the old looking bottles looking like the Woodford sign that you guys see. I have like the Australian, the one corn, the like all the weird stuff that for me, that was a true experimentation of a master distiller. And I wanted to have them all. Um, and the double double was also one of them. So their experimental release when Chris Morris literally bring out an experimental release, I, I always tell myself, screw it. Even if I don't have it, I know it's something so different. It just represents bourbon history. Oh, wow. Hey, I like history. Jack, Jack, you're a perfect person to ask this question. And I have to ask because inquiring minds want to know. Yes, sir. De- definitely inquiring palates. What did you think of their experimental honey barrel? Um, from Woodford? Yeah. Yes. I didn't have it. Okay. Oh yeah, man. Okay. 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 I didn't have it. And okay. the one one thing one thing about I would say the probably the reason why I didn't even look for it is that now we getting a little controversial here. <laughs> oh, 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 here we go. Breaking we go. news. Breaking news. Okay. Breaking uh, news. Honey barrels for me are masking barrels. Yeah, right? I've in, heard that. Yeah. In the masking kind of taste. Only a few brand have successfully mastered finishing their whiskey in honey barrel. And I was like, oh my God. Because personally, being African, my taste of honey, I take a spoon a spoonful of honey at least every two days because I have a lot of allergies. So I take raw local honey yeah. just to help my allergy so honey is something i can taste in almost anything comparably so when someone put finish a whiskey and honey i'm the nerd that will ask them oh which type of honey is it yeah and what i'm talking when you start asking those questions now you become a little more meticulous on yeah. how the honey tastes and how is it affecting the whiskey was the whiskey originally good before even you finished it in honey. So it's it's those things that for me, honey became almost like a masking thing. But there's a few brands that I can honestly say have done it right. And they were very transparent about the type of honey, who, when, how. Right. And that will be Greenbrier. Okay. Who used to be uh, Greenbrier in, T- in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. Okay. And, and Penelope. Penelope, okay. Oh, okay. I don't think I've had that one. Yeah, the Penelope Rio was is. Oh, is, Rio. Okay, that's the Rio. Yeah, okay, Pomerana yeah. And honey. Yeah, mm. yeah, dude. I, man, people came for that Rio for sure. Yeah, the the Greenbrier is uh, a Belmede. Remember the Belmede honey cask? Yeah, yeah. Belmede. Yeah. I had fantastic. a chance to go. Yeah, I had a chance to go that the, on their second release. I was at Greenbrier. And they had, they were, I could see them after they dump it. Mm-hmm. They literally had the honey yeah. and the whiskey. Right. Wow. And you tried those two, you're like, okay, I see what you did here. Sure. I know what the original whiskey tastes like. I know what the the what the honey did right. to the whiskey. But gotcha. when you have brand like, you know, good times. Uh, or people like that that <laughs> will always, you know, throw, you know, Shots Kool-Aid right. flavor, including honey yeah. and all things in their whiskey. They kind of ruin what honey's supposed to do. So for me, honey is not something I look forward to. Yeah. I don't, I don't chase it at yeah. all in right. in finishes. So that's why probably I didn't even look at that option uh, at all. Wow. Yeah. So man, um, you know, uh, real quick, man. So you say like honey is honey finish is more of like a masking thing. So is there a finish that you like that you think, you know, kind of enhances the, the bourbon or, or the whiskey? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I will be the weird kid, honestly. Okay. Because for me, wine cask and bourbon works. Ah, okay. Okay. So not toasted, not, you know, double, you know, wine cask. 
wine cask and bourbon works. And that's because I, I, I obviously come from the Scotch side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Wine cask, right? So um, for me, wine cask worked. Bourbon and sherry cask for me really works. Oh. People think it's the weirdest thing. No, it's not. No, it's not, man. All praise no, the not. Middle West. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. see, that's, that's one. Uh, whiskey War. Whiskey mm. War. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember we had Whiskey War with uh, Whiskey and JoJo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't there, but yeah. 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 That's a, that's you guys like, movie. you know, yeah. lost your minds with that I one. Lost my mind. Yeah, some good yeah. stuff. No, Whiskey War is a, is a distillery we need to keep our eyes on. Mm. Mm. At, the San Francisco, at the San Francisco Whiskey Whiskey Award this year, they took every double gold. Really? Really? They were literally distillery of the year. Wow. Okay. okay. So, so if oh. anybody wants to find that, can they reach out and get that, or what's what's their mail yeah, order? They buy only, and sometimes they do online stuff. But I mean, the the you know whiskey whiskey war as a company. When I interviewed them. I was surprised. A little stunt. Because, because, because whiskey war is what we want to see whiskey be. Oh, shit. It's very, it's very transparent with where he, how he get his barrel, where he get his whiskey. He's very transparent about how he's blending, the idea behind it. There's a brother, right? There's a brother and the owner that work together. They've been friends since they're like, they were like in middle school. Mm. So okay. there's a black man and a white man working together to actually okay. create. Oh, oh, imagine, like imagine that. Imagine that, man. You know, Unity that. Unity that. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he's, he's one of those things where it was, it was, it was, and he's just this kindest, just, it's like, one, I hate I hate this expression, but one of them people that you will invite to the barbecue. Okay, you coming to the cookout. Okay, you just ask them to bring the the um, potato salad though. Yeah, so no, no raisins. And, and, I, and, and I, I, I have that thing in my head that he's definitely not. Going, he's gonna bring some some smoke red. Oh, 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 there we go. There we go. Guess, guess who showed up with their black blend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> black blend. I like it. Yeah, we got there just because of the double oak. That's fire. That's fire. Oh, that's dope, man. So, um, Jack, being in the industry, man, you know, you know our questions and stuff. You know, what what uh, bottle are you currently hunting right now? Man, if there was a bottle this year, I have my eyes on two things: the rumored, the rumored E. H. Taylor Rye. Uh oh. That's a rumor. The, the rumored E.H. Taylor Rye barrel strength. Oh. oh. So you, ha- I mean, you got an E.H. Taylor Rye, right? I have an E.H. Taylor Rye, yeah, but not the barrel strength. Not, not barrel strength. Yeah, I got a rye. Barrel strength rye. Remember a year, a year ago, two years ago, he showed up on a TTB that they were going to release it and they couldn't release it last year. Hmm. Mm. And it's rumored to be out this year, but no one knows when it's going to happen. So that's, that's the first bottle. The second one is, I have a sample of it, so I can't even talk, but the new Parker's Heritage. Quick, oh, come that's on, man. 10-year rock. Come, come on, man. Come, come on, man. man. You're talking about stuff I can never acquire, come though. Come on, man. Oh, no, but I, what I'm telling you is, y'all, y'all, chance y'all, to see y'all, an alien. In y'all in Kentucky every now and then. Every, every now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but we need to get the numbers you have in your phone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the... The third one is the Four Roses Limited. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that man. One, you know, you a you a Four Roses guy too. So you you love some Four Roses. But that 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 Four Roses Limited is something that I'm 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 really much looking forward to. But that's the bourbon side. Sure. Uh, looking looking this year, looking forward to what Diageo is going to release. So I know it's it's going to be weird, but if you're a Scotch guy, every year Diageo release their what they call their um, element. So it's, it's a theme release. Think about Diageo owns about 15 or 20 different distillery. And what they will do is they will, I think two years ago, it was the nature element. So you had like the rabbit, the, oh. you know, the little animals that, and they do like, it's commissioned by a, a real, like, artist okay and each bottle have a specific thing but it's the only release of Diageo that are all cast strength 
So you'll find Singleton cast strength, Mortalite cast strength, you know, uh, what do you call it? Johnny Walker cast strength. Like, these are all the cast strength release of Diageo, but it's only when they release those theme one. Oh, Last wow. year was Mythical, Mythical Animals. Huh. So each one that was a released unicorn. was a Mythical Animal. Yeah, it's just beautiful, but because people sleep on those and no one look for those, if you're a Scotch guy, you can go pick up those bottles and no one, no one is, you're not fighting with anybody. treasure. Correct. And obviously, because I love peated whiskey, yeah. Optimum 14. Oh, I've, I've seen got, that. I've seen, well, I've seen that brand, but I don't know much about, you know, yeah. single malt too. I mean, yeah, nah. I, I think at some point we need to like, I need know, to go to a jack out. class. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you guys, Come to Scotch school. Yeah, we need to come to Scotch school for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, come to Charlotte and do it on location. <laughs> yeah, you invite me, I will come. We will oh, do oh, Scotch. Consider come yourself on. invited, son. Come on, bro. Anytime, man. Come Scotch to. school is where I, I teach beginners how to get involved into single malt, and it's a class that I order. You know, I offer virtually or in person. It's more fun in person, but we go through all. The area of Scotland, the different kind of whiskey. What does the term mean? Every area. And we end up actually tasting all the single malt or all the scotch from all around Scotland. And by the time you're done, and I figure out, oh, maybe I'm an Isla guy or I'm a Highland guy or I like Space Side. Okay, so you're trying to build your your scotch profile. You know what you like. Yeah. And it's it's a really fun class because people people come there like like oh I'm not a I don't like that scotch thing and they leave and they're like oh yeah I drink this now yeah this is what I do. yeah so so what are you drinking tonight hood tonight I'm having I just picked I just literally just took it off the shelf I'm having the small batch four roses small batch oh, oh okay just a regular small not the not even small batch select just regular four roses small batch. A small batch for me. For me, this is a good whiskey for the price. It's one of those whiskey, you know, fifty-two percent ABV. Uh, it's six, you know, is a is a blend of six different recipes. I love it. Awesome. So, so you know how we do black and brown. We say bourbon has a nose, it has a palate, but it also has an ear. What are you getting tonight on the ear on that Four Roses small batch? You know. Oh, oh, oh! He's going to the nose. Hey, how are you? Nose again. How are you doing? Uh, mm. Glad to meet you. Yeah. I wish they could see this. Baby, hey baby, hey baby, oh, hey baby, say my neck, hey baby. I like it. Just give me a 2023 remix. Ah, uh, no, oh, I like it. I like it. And by the way. It's getting me in the mood to actually to actually drop it one time for the kids. You know? <laughs> oh snap! And by the way, our listeners couldn't see you dance, but Hood uh, Somalia got got moving. Got a little rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. So Hood, the last time you were on, man, it was April of 2021. So a lot has obviously happened since then. So tell tell us, our listeners, what has the Hood Somalia <clears throat> Jack Bagger do? What have you been up to? Since the last time we had you on the show, dude, so much happened. Yeah. There's so much to happen because at that time, I was barely, I was just coming up on it. I've been featured in American Whiskey Magazine yeah. since then. Um, I'm, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I'm one of the faces of uh, Heaven Hill. If you look in the Whiskey Advocate, you see me. Repping for Heaven Hill when dope, you know, yeah. Yep. I, I just I just graduated from high school. Um, <laughs> uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Parker's Heritage is a Heaven Hill product, right? Correct. Okay, I'll be checking my mailbox, doc. I'm hook your boy up. <laughs> yeah, hook it up. <laughs> yeah, Parker Heritage is uh, is uh, is is homage to Parker Beam, mm-hmm. which is one one of the first master distiller that left the, that did not want to work for the Beam family. And work for Heaven Hill, yeah. and he had the ALS. So to 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 give homage to what every Parker Heritage that they sell, I think about uh, I'm, and I can be wrong on this. About thirty percent of the revenue goes to funding a- ALS. That's dope. Uh, um, study 
to help people that suffer from ALS. Yeah, that's so, amazing. That's amazing. Yep. That's what away from. So uh, he, those are the, what I call his honey barrels that he really loved. That's what they kept for the Parker Heritage Selection. <clears throat> so with your relationship with Heaven Hill, you have like a Afrofusion events you put on. Uh, how before then, I would tell you, so one of just to 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 give you a contest is when I started when when we were talking, uh, one of the things that were important to me is how do I bring who I am and whiskey in the same room? Why? Right. Like, as a kid from Africa, that came here for the American dream. One thing I love beside whiskey is food. Food is my love language. I, I don't care about any other love language. Mine is food. And I love food. We noticed. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> well, he can his you, workouts in, though. He can his workouts in for whiskey. I'm trying. I, I, I earned my whiskey. I was say, yo, you earned your whiskey. That's sure. Yep. One of the things that I wanted is to bring those two words together, right? Mm-hmm. The word of and and that uh, the 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 greatest thing or revelation that happened is cover white tasting whiskey people will be like oh I get bacon spice I say no I get anise I get cloves those spices that are African spices that I actually grew up with I find those in whiskey mm. which brought the idea of what if we bring African food and whiskey in the same room but I'm gonna tell y'all this I knocked that out of doors and no one believed in that concept and one of the things I, I kept reminding brands is that African people love whiskey. They drink a lot of it. Yeah. They actually drink it with their food. But one thing you have to know is I'm not just American. I'm African American. And I I, I eat quite a bit and I always pair it with some sort of whiskey. Mm. One of the things I want to see is to take that experience that I'm having, that authentic experience that I get when I'm I can taste my food and see some ginger note that I got from a whiskey in that in that food, I want to bring those words together and bring it to other Americans to say, hey, you may know bourbon, but have you ever thought about this food with bourbon? Mm. No African food, but have you ever tried bourbon with African food? Either in a cocktail, either is neat, or either in a dessert. Let's bring it all together. And oh, I've knocked out a lot of doors. Wow. But I will tell you what, those doors, no one really wanted to pick it up. I wasn't really known. No one, no people didn't really believe it's something that would happen. But thank God for Heaven Hill because they, in their effort, speaking of diversity, in the effort of diversity, yeah. they saw, hey, here's a project that is different from everything we know. Because when we speak diversity, everybody wants to say, oh, let black people in or mm-hmm, let women mm-hmm. or let, you know, the LGBTQ in. Yeah. Yes. When we're in, what else do we do? Right. Only a- on the, you know, the, the karma side, right? Right. Let us in, but give us an opportunity. Give us, sponsor us. Give us scholarship. Give us things that we can actually take and show the rest of our, our people or the world that you are behind us and you're backing up our crazy ideas just like any other crazy idea out there. And that's Afrofusion. Afrofusion is African food, meat, whiskey. And every year I've been blessed that Heaven Hills for the last since we talked have renewed my contract for to give me the opportunity to help a minority chef, right? A chef, an African chef or a chef, just a minority chef. Mm-hmm. Right. Minority mixologist, right? A woman or African or LGBTQ. Somebody who want to tell a story with their cocktail. So they're using Heaven Hill product to actually give you, a f- this minority chef is giving you a four course meal, one, one uh, three cocktail, and yeah. you get to try Heaven Hill product neat. That's Afrofusion. And there is no African party without a little dancing and a little bit of tradition. Wow. So, yeah, that's dope, man. I, I did see some of the things you had, like um, you had the DJ or a band there playing African music. It's, it's dope. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, so, I get I get people crunk at those events. <laughs> Yo, so I uh, you know uh, you know uh, you know uh, tell us like what what um you know having here a product that they use for like the cocktails. I mean I mean can you divulge that or no? So we we usually depend on the city because every time we go in every city, we have different. We literally have different stuff in in different city. One of the what do you call it? one of the cities uh, in one of the cities it was okay they had everything but the neat poor I bring in African style African style is every time we want to have some meat like suya we have a shot of moonshine or local moonshine so we have something at Castrin so usually it's Elijah Craig barrel proof that we oh, okay. use oh okay, okay. Well, there we go there we go with that uh, most the first cocktail is usually made with Evan William bottling bond okay. then we written house to usually do the dessert sweet and spicy right. and then we use Elijah Craig small batch to be able to do the main old fashioned cocktail okay alright cool so, so, so real quick just for me I don't know if anybody listening is curious as well but what is suya oh suya is seasoned grilled steak flanks oh. with African seasoning on it it's served chopped up with onions on top and a little bit of uh mix of peppers powder peppers that are next to you so you take your meat you put in your pepper a little bit of onion and you, Ooh, you go for wow. it that sounds dope that's they dope. made a song about that that's didn't that's they great. Well, uh, did they? Su, 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 yeah. <laughs> is that that not the same thing no no so so huh, we we actually you may know this man we we experimented with our own afro fusion in our last season uh, yeah. We had season nine and dine, and we did a show called Weller versus the World. Yeah. And one of the foods that we uh, paired with whiskey with Weller was um, a tradition traditional Ethiopian uh, food called samosas, right? Sambusas. Sambusas. Yes. They like, like samosas. Yeah. 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 Yes. I mean, that's. I mean, is they, they're the same thing. Yeah. 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 And bro, it was off the hook. I mean, y'all remember that? Of course I did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. There's a lot of a uh, lot of enjoying the tastings and the food. And it paired it paired <clears throat> really well. And I, I'm trying to remember which Weller we paired with it, but I'm just curious because you brought up some of the African spices, right? Um, so, like, what specifically is it about some of those African spices that you think? pairs well with American whiskey or even <clears throat> scotch or Irish whiskey like what is it about the spices that makes that pairing so special I think it's a contrast and sometimes similarity so when you take like I teach uh, a spice class where I actually take I let people actually try whiskey and like I, I have like chicken wings just big literally grilled with African spice just on it. Like I did that at Bourbon Women about three weeks ago where we actually go and taste spices. And clove is something that most people don't even, cannot pick up clove. And anise. Anise is a specific type of spice. Mm. If you're not used to eating, eating, eating Indian food, you probably won't know what anise tastes like. Cardamom. Yeah. Probably don't know. But those are things that descriptor. We are the sum of our experiences, right? Right. We are the sum of our experiences. So if you and I are tasting the same whiskey, what are the the typical three boring things every person tells you on whiskey? Vanilla, caramel, caramel cinnamon, yeah. baking spice, right. yeah. <laughs> nutmeg. Right. But what you describe as baking spice, what is in the spice that is baking? Tell me. Give me what is in that baking spice. What are the ingredients? Break it down. Oh, you're going to come through on the test, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, you never hear me say baking spice unless I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm confused about a whiskey, I'll be like, oh, we get a little bit of baking spice in there. <laughs> so somebody said, hey, I get vanilla. Like, yeah, dog, you're confused. <laughs> confused because when I'm not confused you guys can if you hear the truth is barrel proof people actually tell me sometimes they're like where in the Jesus name are you getting this flavor note and I said you obviously don't eat I eat <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point <laughs> I'm telling you this tastes like 
fresh peach. You know, I say it's like, oh, this is peach, baked peach, creme brulee, or I'm telling you, this is a this is a creamy, delicious thing. That's because I've had those things before. Wow. Right. So. Know what it tastes like, and I can do the comparison. It's the same thing. When you grew up, literally, just they, they literally will grind. You know, they grind in uh, anise, clove, habanero, some, some, you know, some uh, mustard seed, and all these things to season your meat before they cook it. You know what that smell is like. Right. So when you tell me bacon spice, go deeper. Is it cinnamon? Is it cardamom? Is it anise? Is it clove? Let's go deeper. Is it bay leaf? Some people are like, oh, it's hay. I say, no, I don't think it's hay. You may compare it to hay, but I, w- I would definitely tell you this is, this is bay leaf. Wow. This is this one. You know, so those, those similarity, we are tasting the same thing, but what I'm trying to add to your repertoire of literally Flavors on your flavor wheel. Yeah. I'm trying to expand it by adding seasoning in it, Ooh. by spicing in your repertoire. Next time you actually go, hey, this is a uh, this is this this is very peppery. Is it white or black pepper or Sichuan Oof. pepper? Wait, he and right. you missed that bar. Right. This bar, yeah. that's bar. a bar. He's been, he's yeah. been bars. He's been bars. Right. So when you when you when you tell me, oh, it's you know, I get a little bit of that thing in the back of my my tongue. I'm like, oh, that's ginger. Right? That's ginger. People go, oh, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Not everything is just spicy. No. What spice? Mm. Okay. Yeah, you're going to show up today. All the time. If you eat only steak and potatoes, chances are you cannot tell me how to taste my whiskey ever. <laughs> you're not going back and forth with you on you're, you're unqualified to talk to me, yeah, though, man. <laughs> you can't do that, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So, dude. so, so, Jack. Oh, well, I'm hood, sommelier. Yes, sir. The the changes in the industry over the over the last few years, you've been instrumental in one huge change in what's happening. What do you What do you see in the industry from your point of view that's changing in other regards? There is, there is, there is a lot changing. Um, I can see, you know, more people are, more PR agencies are are looking for minority influencers and creators. Right? They used to be, you have to chase them around. Mm-hmm. You literally have to chase PR agencies. Uh, you know, you guys had Frank on, right? Yeah. From Burberry enthusiasm, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Three years ago, Frank and you can see Frank hold uh, uh, and the newest release of Four Roses or the newest, <laughs> well, or the thing to write about because no, you were not the person they're looking at. Mm, yeah, everybody they're looking at did not sound or look like us. Right. Yeah. So I see that changing. A lot more brands <clears throat> are being more, you know. And we have a long way to go, but they've been more intentional about diversity and inclusion, making sure that we are we are represented. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people all the time, whiskey is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Asian, any color of the rainbow you, you stand on, whiskey is for everybody. And so if everybody is not in the whiskey industry, I, I don't, my, my word does is not complete until everybody's representing the whiskey industry. So, right. I've seen that a lot more brands are more open. Being weird is now fun. You know, I've seen a lot of content that is no longer very Catholic, mm. you know, very straightforward, narrow. Hey, I taste vanilla. Hey, I taste this now with the with TikTok and all these things. Now it's okay to put a 30-second content about a whiskey. You know, I've seen something, something different happening. Um... I've re- I, I'm, I really see more, you know, more women talk about whiskey. And I mm. love listening to women talk about whiskey. Yeah. Because their their senses are so sharpened. Mm. Yeah, it's scary. I love just sitting down and having a woman master distiller or master blender or reviewer just tell me about the whiskey because I'm like, I had no idea anybody can taste that deep and go that deep in. 
on diversity in product, right? More in in non-distilling companies are rising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, of the word are rising. The blue runs of the words are rising. You know, people are really using guerrilla marketing to please their own audience and grow and now becoming a force in the industry. You know, um, I'm seeing so much good thing happen in the industry, but it doesn't mean that it's all, you know, it's all roses. I'm, I, I'm using my platform and I'm making sure I'm using um, what I have now as a bigger platform to make sure that all of us are actually being represented in the room. I want to see more of that Black Bourbon podcast. Yes, sir. In yeah. Right. And when they say, oh, we need media. Okay. Yeah. What about these guys? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here. You can make a video. You can make a podcast. You know, why when when Four Roses Master Distiller needs someone to do an interview, why why is it just one podcast? Right. Why isn't it a black black and brown podcast? When brands need interviews or need people to talk about their new release, why aren't you sending a plane ticket to those three people to come talk to you? Oh. They have a different avenue. A different perspective of what your brand maybe may not be how you want to hear it, mm-hmm. but guess what? There is a whole audience somewhere that want to hear it the way they put it. <sighs> Jack's our new PR guy for real. Facts. Hood, is there anything specific about the product itself, like whiskey itself, that you feel like has kind of evolved over the last couple of years since we had you on? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Weird finishes. That's something. <laughs> weird yeah. finishes. All right. Hundred percent. Okay. So explain that. Um, weird people finishes. have been very uh, bold and aggressive in their in their in the way they want to. You know, I think there is a radical things happening. Mm-hmm. Right. People have been. Some people have been stuck to tradition. I want this my whiskey this way. I don't want you to change it. Don't touch it. Let it be what it is supposed to be. Right. And then extreme is happening. 30 second whiskey or, you know, <laughs> let me play some music to my whiskey. So a little bit of, you know, those ondular waves are going to change the whiskey. Uh, you know, let, let me dress up my whiskey a certain way and let me finish it in the in a unicorn cask. <laughs> a lot of weird things are happening to the whiskey industry. That is, that is, I mean, is astonishing, but at the same time, I, I'm not going to lie. It's weird. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I don't want my, you know, I hate to say this, but if a pig would make up He's still a pig. That's true. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But a lot of a lot of things have been coming from traditional distilleries that have been quite impressive. Look what's happening at Jack Daniel. Mm-hmm. Jack Daniel changing almost everything. They becoming very bold. They went from being regular Jack Daniel and maybe another expression, and in the last three years we got the bonded series yeah. from mash series we have now the uh jack daniel barrel strength rye right they are pushing on more barrel strength product all the experiment are coming to the forefront now shout out to so the homie copeland they, they're being they're being very 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 yeah and and you know they have Brian Copeland there. Exactly. I mean, yeah yeah I know in the industry yeah right that that I talked to uh, American single malt. Mm-hmm. American single malt is now a new thing. Forget about Virginia distillery that I just walked in doing it just like Scotland. You got new riff coming out with American single malt. Yeah. Yeah. You got uh, Jim Beam coming out with American single malt. So do you think that's like the new wave that everybody's trying to get on uh, an American single malt? Everyone is trying to get an American single malt because that's the only market that Scotland 
That's what I tell you. Yeah, yeah that's that Scottish, that's Scottish market. Right? And, I, and I know when we had you on originally, you said that you expect, like if, if you are an American distillery and you're going to do a single malt, then you need them to do it really well. Um, Correct. And so without sort of putting you on the spot, I guess, are there any distilleries right now that are doing American single malt really well to make you as a scotch drinker say, you know what, I actually want to look for this? Yeah. You obviously did not get my pick of Virginia distillery. We did not. <laughs> I did get a pick with Virginia distillery. It's probably top notch. American single malt. Huh. Mm. Virginia Distillery. Okay. Virginia Distillery is doing it. And the people behind Virginia Distillery are people that have been in, in the single malt industry for a long time. Have you ever heard of the brand Cavalon? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Of course. Uh, yeah. Skateboard P is a fan of Cavalon. Mm-hmm. So that's, that whiskey never misses. Cavalon never misses. Yeah. Never man. He sent me some good samples. Yeah, it was pretty tight. Find that help also with if you go to Virginia Distillery, I tell you what, they're doing it the right way. Okay. Uh, Westward in Seattle. Are you guys did a tasting with them, right? Westward. Yeah, 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 exactly. Nice. You weren't there. I thought you it's flight you guys you guys came in at the airport. Oh, yeah. that's right, 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 right. Friends. Friends. How many of them? How do how do we get your pick from Virginia's distillery? Can we just how do we buy that? Yeah, send us the bottles you got. Billbaxy may be there. I only have one. I, I finished the first one. I only have one left, so I memento. He love his own work. A friend of mine tasted that and he's like, hey, he bought six. Bought a case because he's like, dude. This is cheaper than every single malt I've ever had at cast strength. And, you know, it's, but I'm, I may do another one again because they're doing it right. I respect what they do there. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. Westworld is, is trying the best. I think for me, they're about that B average, not A yet, but they're at B average and coming up. Uh, everybody else that is doing it, I think they're, I, I will say this way, they're, they're experimenting to actually perfect it, but right now they still at the elementary base. Yeah. So they have to put something out. I've tried a lot of single bear, like a lot of Ameri American single malt, and every single one of them, every time I try it, I say, mm, mm. you're trying to make bourbon taste like single malt. Mm. You are not wow. making single malt. Wow. 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 Okay. Maybe that's why I like some of the ones I like because they, <laughs> they taste like bourbon. Eh? <laughs> exactly, man. What, what, what is the one you like? I, I love the Woodford single malt. Like, that that's is one of my one. favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a I'm fan. Not tried it. Yeah, I love it. And, and, I, and I probably love it because it's more bourbon forward. Like, it, it's, like a, it's like a bourbon, but it's got like single malt influence. And, and, you know, I'm not necessarily a Scotch or an Irish whiskey drinker. Right. I'm surprised. I am surprised that you're not an Irish whiskey drinker. Is it because we're the same height? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? But one thing I would tell you is that Irish whiskey, not to make it, not to make, a, you know, a, a rigid statement. It's probably the most approachable whiskey in all the categories of whiskey. Mm, huh. hmm. And I did 30 days of Irish whiskey and I've tasted a lot of Irish whiskey. And when I tell you, it's probably the most approachable whiskeys you have because think about it. Irish, Ireland weather is a mild weather. They're using, Ireland is the birthplace of whiskey mm -hmm. yeah. before Scotland. Mm. These people make amazing whiskey. If you ever, if y'all ever get the chance, you need to go to Ireland. Oh. Before oh. you even like decide to venture into other distillery, stop in Dublin, go to the Jemison Distillery in Dublin. It's called the Bow Street Distillery. Mm -hmm. But the location only have cast strength whiskeys. Oh. Like they're all straight from the barrel. Mm. This whiskey there, I guarantee you, 
your life is going to change forever. Oh, change, okay. change my life? Okay. Hey, life, hey, life, life, life changing. Life. You know so, so, Hood, real quick. So, if somebody was interested in getting started with some single malts, some Irish whiskey, give us a recommendation for an intro Irish whiskey, an intro single malt, and an American single malt as an intro. Okay. Intro Irish whiskey, red breast. Okay. Mm. Huh. Yeah. You cannot go wrong with red breast. It's usually available. There's other people, but they're usually harder to find. But red breast. I had a red breast 27 at the Bourbon Whiskey Library. And you said it was phenomenal. <laughs> oh, my God. If all Irish whiskey tasted like that, I, I mean, I would drink it till I fall. Wow. You didn't discover the Irish whiskey. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, I loved it. Irish whiskey. When I'm talking, like, have you had the spots? I have not. No. Um, I think I think we had. I tasted. I th- who did I get? Did I get Blue Spot? Maybe from from Pierre. Blue Spot is is amazing. It's castrant, mm. seven Irish whiskey, bourbon uh, is bourbon cask, and I think uh, Oloroso sherry cask. Oh, I'm gonna have to revisit my game, dog, for real. When I'm telling you the spots, the reason why I don't recommend, I don't, this is not my first recommendation is because it's harder to find. Mm-hmm. Oh, but blue spot, dude, I got six bottles of that because for me, it's like, that's, for me, that's, that's like fall and winter whiskey. That little cold weather outside, I pour me a little bit. It works neat. It works on ice. It works with a cigar. It works any other way. It's just, so it you can you cannot go wrong. Irish whiskey is like if you don't like scotch, you don't feel like drinking bourbon. Irish whiskey is right in the middle. Is it a little bit lighter than the the other two? It's light, usually triple distilled, so it's much lighter. Mm. You, I mean, Jemison Black uh, Black Barrel. Okay, look for the black barrel. Now, we, when I was at Stranahan's, I think they had some black barrels that they were finishing some stuff in. So, is but that's also American whiskey, American single malt. Yeah, yeah. Be a certain way. Stranahan, Stranahan tries, right? They try. Uh-huh. For me, they're trying their best. They sit usually normally number five on my list of American single malt. Stranahan does so. For me, they, they, it's not it's not bad single malt at all. Okay. Okay. Well, um, before we get into the NIM uh, of this season, uh, Jack, tell everybody what you got going on in the future and what's popping with your next event. October 6th, we'll be in New Orleans. Oh. At this Ethiopian restaurant, Afrofusion, New Orleans is happening. Immediately after the November, we're doing Afrofusion, Dallas. And I think right now depending on weather end of March I'm Afrofusion Chicago oh nice and we haven't worked out the details yet but I think a scotch class is going to be coming to Charlotte in the near future yes check, sir check Jack's Instagram for details but we're going to work it out absolutely so now we're going to slide into the NIM part no, of the show you know, real quick before we get oh, there you, you got yeah. one more okay yeah so you know um, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, you know, uh, you know uh, Blue Run earlier right so what is your opinion about the consolidation with all these brands like with Wilderness Trail, Blue Run, going to these big, you know, you know, uh, you know, bigger, you know, uh, brands out there? So, I mean, you know, what is your opinion about that? Um, should I be political with this one? No, sir. I mean, you know, hey, no, you're most friends, sir. Uh, all the kids are in bed while people listen to this podcast. Yes, be honest as you nah, want to be. Nah, man. Nah, seriously. Oh, no one so listens. You- no one listens. <laughs> Blue Run and and Wilderness Trail is a whole different thing. Wilderness Trail was meant to be where they are. Mm. Dr. Pat Heisen have been doing amazing job in the industry. The yeah. man, you guys may not may, may or may not know this, but he's created one of I would say at least five of the major whiskeys that we drink. All we know on the market today, he created their yeast, you know, their, their, the yeast that they use. Huh. The man is a doctor. He works on your yeast strain. He helps you make sure they literally were contract distilling for whiskeys companies before we even knew that they were where the whiskey was coming from. 
Wow. That's our match that they create. That's why I'm pretty sure that's when they were bought. Mm-hmm. They weren't bought completely. A part is still, when they bought Wilderness Trail, there's a part of Wilderness Trail that is not bought. Mm-hmm. Mm. Contract distilling, Pat, you know, Dr. Pat is still working on some people's yeast strain. This, think about it. Somebody who loves whiskey, make whiskey, you can come and talk to him and say, hey, I want to repeat whiskey just like it was done in 1910 in this area. Here's the yeast that we collected. Can you make my yeast be exactly the same every time? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Balling. <sighs> okay. So, oh, they, they, were, they were producing in quantity. It wasn't just Wilderness Trail that we knew as the bottle, they were doing other work for people. So it only makes that make sense that a big brand comes in and say, hey, we need that. Yeah, yeah. And they were a money-generating machine. Imagine just buying a distillery that is contract distilling for 10, 15 other distillery. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 and that's the stuff that's not really in the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the press release when it comes to all these. Definitely not the write-ups. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And all that stuff in the back scenes. But you, me, I've always asked the question, why? Why them? Yeah. Them? Because Balcones was bought, but was bought too. When Balcones was bought, I'm like, now, they're in Texas, right? Is that is that, that correct? Who? who I was like, who bought them? Balcones in Texas was bought. I think they were bought by Bacardi. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Jesus. I missed that one. I missed that Bacardi one. Bacardi or Campari. That was like in between Wilderness Trail and Balcones. It was a matter of one month. Okay. Both of them were a big corporation. But, I mean, when you think about it, why not? Balcones was doing a lot for, for other people in the industry too. So, when you have an established operation that is ready to go, and you can use for other stuff, why not? Yeah. Now, the blue run kind of surprised me a little bit. Oh, really? Okay. It surprised me first because I knew it may happen, but for me, it happened quite early. Quite it, early. It was quick. It was quick. Now, I will tell you right now, blue run is what a lot of brands should maybe learn from. Mm. Because think about it. You're not making whiskey. You source your whiskey. Yeah. You come on the market. You start with the best whiskey you can offer people. A 13 and a 14 year whiskey. You draw customer in. You create a personalized relationship with your customer, create a following, almost a cult behind your brand. You don't invest into marketing at all. You will let your consumer become your marketing machine. You create relationship with everyone in the market. You use your background in campaign. Mm-hmm. Campaign your product. And the first opportunity that happened for a beer brand that's trying to start a spirit division, they go, we have a space. We need a brand. Would you come with us? Hey, if you write this check, we're coming. Two things. I saw this story in The Wire and they cut the check. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, man. straight out the wire. That's, that's he, actually that's, Jack broke that shit yeah, down that's, like that's mathematics. Crazy, that's, that's exactly yeah. how it played out. You're right. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's we're dope, all sitting man. there like, damn, didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who wants do? But what I tell you here is like, it, it, it you want to hate on them? No, because no, I'm like, a fan. No, no, but you you ask yourself like, how? No, you can't handle that. I'll no. sway. Like the way, <laughs> because the way it happened, you're like, okay, this doesn't make sense because I can name two or three brands that are working three times as hard, mm-hmm. but yeah. it didn't happen to them. Sure. And you're like, oh, how? But then you think about it and you go, oh, no, he can. Because I'm the guy who have 20, 
stack of letters had written by Mike Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you talk to anyone that loved Blue Run, they would talk to it as if Blue Run were the homies. Mm-hmm. Like, they know they know them from way back. Yep. Yes, sir. Day ones. We never talk, even though, let's be very fair, because I'm not someone who's just, who's just going to talk about the good and not the bad. Is the most expensive four to six year whiskey you ever spend. <laughs> True story, right? It's it, but I like to be fair. Blue Run is not a cheap brand. No, Mm-mm. but that doesn't mean that they're giving us expensive whiskey. Mm. <laughs> it make it look good. Bottle look good doesn't mean if, if we had to. If we had to take the makeup off the pig and we have to put every bottle at their value and honor where it age, time, blending, they don't even come at number four. Mm -hmm. But it's like somebody telling you, I love Lexus. And somebody say, oh, I'd rather have a Toyota. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They don't know that they're talking about the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. That's funny. Promote luxury, Mm -hmm. comfort. And one tells you, I'm reliable. I'm going to be here with you till your kids need me and they can drive me too. (laughs) (laughs) True story. you know, if me and Del, you know, Devon, if you actually say today, hey, I drive a Toyota, they'd be like, oh my God, look at him. Conservative, mind his money, want to drive a car for the next 20 years till it drop. <laughs> I say, well, I drive a Lexus. You're going to be like, ooh, you got a little bit of coin now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> same car. We both have the same car. Same Japanese engineering. Yeah, Heck. exactly. Oh, definitely never going to have the Lexus, though. No, 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 no true. Facts. But that's exactly what is what happened in the industry. You know, four-year-old whiskey out there that, that we can buy on a shelf are Toyotas. That same four-year-old whiskey that we're buying as Blue Run is a Lexus. Yeah. Wow, you just broke Yo, down the game. Right? Bar, like, bar, Yo, so, so love having our guy Jack on for season 10 and them. That was wisdom from I, Africa right I there. Mean, it's he a prequel. Was, bro, he was breaking that down, bro. Yeah, and, thanks. you know, if you don't follow uh, the Hood Sommelier on Instagram, do yourself a favor, man. Yeah. I, I've gotten so much knowledge from this dude, not mm-hmm. just whiskey knowledge, but literally wisdom from Africa. So I don't know if you guys follow his segment that he has on his Instagram page, Wisdom from Africa. Indeed. Bro, hilarious. And now when he was on the show back in 2021, he gave us some wisdom from Africa because somebody asked him how many bottles he had. And he made made a comparison around what it's like to ask somebody that, a question that personal. So we're not going to go there tonight. (laughs) But... So, you know, we got a segment this uh, this season for season, you go season two. You yeah. go season two. <laughs> it's called What Does Nim Think? So obviously tonight you are Nim and your topic tonight is wisdom from Africa. And so I need we need advice. Our black and brown listeners need advice from the hood sommelier around several topics. Smoothie. All right. Now, I, I need you to give us your best Advice, your best wisdom from Africa around these five topics. All right, you with me? Okay. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's do it. So the first one, what does Nim think? All right, wisdom from Africa. We, what is your best marriage advice? Wisdom from Africa. <laughs> I like it. If you're not afraid of a woman, you're not afraid of God. Oh, that's a bar. Wow, okay. Man, we we not even know to unpack that. I mean, but... Let, let him finish. All right. Is he still going? He's still going. Moral of the story, women have way more abilities than we give them credit for. Oh. We come from them. They regulate us as people. They're at the base of our home. 
And they're the first people we confining to, regardless of what age we are. Damn, that That's, was that was a bar. Man, that was a bar, bro. <laughs> I, need, I need to call my wife. <laughs> you hang on a second. Let me get the more respect. I need to go home. Come on, mama. All right. So, all right. So, wisdom from Africa. Um, we need advice around losing weight. Like, give us some wisdom from Africa if somebody's trying to lose weight. I feel like you're talking to me, dog. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm on that train too. Hit dog with holla. <laughs> You know what? When it comes to weight, I always tell people, you, you, you are your own enemy. <laughs> Wis- the wisdom from Africa is you are your own enemy. It's not always the pantaloon that does not fit. Sometimes you don't fit the pantaloon. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it's not, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> all right. Why are these pants so tight? Hey, man, why are you too big? <laughs> so, all right. Hood uh, Somalier, career advancement. Somebody wants to move up in their career. Give us some wisdom from Africa around that. Career advancement. Um, I will use something that I know for sure I've always worked. Uh, wisdom from Africa. Hard work always beat talent. Hard work have always beat talent. People can be more talented than you. Give them more, more, an edge on you. But you will allow people to outwork you. Only you will allow people to outwork you. No one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I tell my kids that all the time. Hard work beat talent until... Until talent work hard. Yeah, talent work hard. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. I tell my kids that. All when you're talented and you work hard, no oh, one can. Oh, come on, man. Bar. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a bar. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's a bar. Love it. Yeah. All right. Two more. Uh, next up, uh, wisdom from Africa around financial advice. So one of the things I had to learn earlier is came from my grandmother is people want to compare their financial situation to other people. Mm. You know, she always, you know, in her own way, she is not one of the things she, you know, I've heard it here as well. People say it's not how much you make, it's how much you can keep. People are are crazy to make a lot of money, but I've seen people that don't make nearly the amount of money they do. Mm. But they they are happy and they actually are doing really well in life. Wow. It's not how much you make, it's how much you can keep. That's a bar. That's wisdom from Africa fam right there. I love that. All right, last one. Uh, we, We need some wisdom from Africa around raising children. We're all dads. Give us, give us some wisdom from Africa around raising kids. You know what? Yeah, I'm. You know, my one of the things my dad always say is, you can. I mean, we have the same thing here. Is you, you know, our kids are truly, they are truly, the mirror of who we are, not what we want them to be. Mm. Wow. And the mirror of who you are, your insecurity can transfer to your kids. Your joy can transfer to your kid. They literally are a mirror. I tell people all the time, I don't praise myself. I don't praise myself ever on being a good dad. I had a kid when I was 22. I was very, very young. But one thing I know now is my daughter take pride on telling her friends that my dad is in this magazine or my dad did this because my dad did this, I'm going to do that. Right, yeah, mm. exactly. Mm. Right. Most people, I, I let my accomplishment be an example for my kid because I can, they can relate. We usually wake up in the morning and have expectations for our kids. 
yet we ourselves don't even have those expectations on us. Oh, bar, bar. Yeah, we wake up every day and that's what I tell my daughter. My daughter would do something sometime and I'm, I just sit there and like, you know, for all the people that are offended by the N word, you know, I'm, I want to be upset and I turn around and say, yo ass do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> probably learned from you. Even though you hide it, she probably learned from you. Sure. And and I change it. Like one one simple example is is dishes. And it, it, I know it sounds weird, but I will always, when I'm done eating immediately, I will pick up everyone's dishes. My fiance's, hers, and I will take it to the, to, the, to the kitchen. And the weirdest thing is I did it three, four, five times. And then one day she stood up and picked up everybody's dishes oh, wow. because now it became custom. That the first person to stand up when they're done eating will pick up everybody's dishes. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Yes. But okay. If you're coming your kid, hey, hey, come here. Can't you pick up everybody's dishes? Do you do it yourself? Set <laughs> <laughs> an example of what that looks like. So I, I started simply by just doing it myself first. Even taking, you know, taking dishes out of the, the washer, I would I would start doing it. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm asking her, oh, how was your day, honey? And while I'm taking it out, I'll hand her a dish. And she'll tell me all the things that happened in school and all the high school drama. And I will still hand her a dish and she'll put it away. But by the time we we are at the end of taking the dishes out, she's already taken out the, the forks and all that because she, we are doing an activity together. Yes, though. So next time, I'm not doing it. And I'm sitting there and go, hey, honey, would you take out the dishes? I'll come in the kitchen a little bit. Now is an activity we do together. You only learn by showing. You mm-hmm. never learn. You know, no one learned by actually barking orders. And as dads, we love barking orders. Oh, that's a bar. Yeah, that's a bar. Yeah. Barking orders. And it took me to have a daughter to realize that, yeah, that shit would never work. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's dope. All bars, all wisdom from Africa. Hood Sommelier, you are off the hot seat, man. Appreciate you doing that. That was, hey man, was super dope. dope. Man. So much. Tell everybody where they can find you, bro, uh, on your social. Social is easy. You can find Hood Sommelier on, on Instagram, Hood Sommelier on Facebook, if you're still there. You know, um, <laughs> Hood Sommelier, Tube. And uh, if you are a podcast listener, the truth is barrel proof on on uh, on any podcast platform. You can you can catch me there and you know listen to how I describe whiskey. I was told I have an eclectic way of describing whiskey. So true story. Yeah, true story. Yep. I'm gonna listen to how I talk about these brands. Yo, thanks for thanks for kicking it with us, man. You know what I'm saying? It's always a pleasure, bro. We learned something, and we're gonna work on that future class day for uh, Charlotte. Delvin, yeah. wrap this shit when you're ready. That are in New Orleans, don't forget to come and hang out with me at Afrofusion at Addis. It's right on Bayou Avenue, October 6th. Grab your ticket and come come hang out. Oh man, work, go do that. Yo, yo, Hood Somalia, you're the man, bro. You you welcome back on Black and Brown anytime. Yo, stay black, stay hood, keep it bright. <laughs>